The last time they scored five goals, it took them nine games. And the game starts as soon as they score. The the loudness. We're talking about three four hundred decibel. Your ear your ear drums. They just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. The Napoli fans and the Napoli mm -hmm. as a as yeah, a city, what it means to be, you know, always looked on as if you're 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 worthless. So that was the past. Now is the present. <laughs> this guy's talking about nonsense. Now they forgot about what happened on the past. All right, get it all out of your system now. So okay. we're gonna start again. You're saying a lot of nothing. They forgot right about now, what so. happened in the past. Simon Napoli, Paisa means now is our time. Got it. Okay, got, got you. It, got got that? Are we we good to start the podcast? Yeah. Nikki, start. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start now. Jeez. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the Italian Football TV podcast. You got podcast. thirsty for that speech. Uh, yeah, we, we had Antonio go on a five-minute and 59-second rant, uh, but we're going to leave that in the past, and we're going to look to the future, which is, I think, in the end, what he was trying to translate, more or less. Nostra Antonio. In, in Napoletan. So, Predict the future, no? You're wearing, you're wearing the nice Napoli blue. Beautiful. We saw you, you two yesterday partying with all the Napoli fans. After the the win against Roma, I saw you jumping like a lunatic at the keynotes at the Juventino chance. Yeah, because hey, hey, hey anytime <laughs> that you want to get, get uh, hit Juventus or Inter, I mean, all, all of his arms. But a lot of people asking, you guys were partying with the Napoli fans, but you're not a Napoli fan. Oh, well, I am a, a Napoli sympathizer. I'm not a fan, but I'm a sympathizer <laughs> because <laughs> Napoli is De the owner. The De Laurentiis are the owner of Bari, yeah. so Bari is my my team too. You know, and well, you better uh, be careful. If he wins with Napoli, he might sell a uh, body. It's okay. It's okay. For now, that means that Napoli is winning. A lot of the money they're going to translate to make a, to make a body come into the town. That. How about you? Well, why was I there celebrating? Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, people wondering. Uh, first of all, it was a, a great day. Uh, it was a great atmosphere. You get to see how the Neapolitans, which are special people. In their way, how they they celebrate, they started singing uh, before uh, the um, the game started. All Neapolitan, so I love Neapolitan music, by the way, and I love Pino Daniele. So they were singing all kinds of uh, songs, and everybody. They had people from um, from Washington, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Toronto, Toronto, and then what was the other the place? Yeah, uh, Connecticut, Cachapita, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Massapequa. <laughs> yeah, they, no. they, they, they're all over, from all over. Mm. The no, no uh, actually, we're actually, it's where Scaralelia or Caralelia, Caraskelia was born. Oh, Caraskelia. Oh, Georgia. I thought you were saying Massapequa. I don't know what you were talking about. Massapequa is a long guy, and I'm like, come on. So it was you a nice, uh, it was a nice day uh, to to celebrate with them, and then yes. what happened is the every time you know they score a goal, wow, they really went wow. wild. And like I said before, um, I mean we got a, the Juventini got abused, and the Roman the Romanista got abused. That's <laughs> expected, though, right? But uh, did the Roma fans get abused? Yeah, yeah. There were, like, yeah, were Roma fans there. There were Roma fans in the no. in Ribalta? No. Actually, I see Dwayne. I saw Dwayne. Wayne. 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 I'm sorry. Wayne. <laughs> think I saw Wayne. But he uh, yeah, he was there. But the chance. Was he wearing a Roma shirt? The chance. Oh. Because <laughs> oh. they were saying Kino Tata Giallo Rosso. Eh? No. no, no, no. Something the, else. Other oh, stuff. Oh. Roma. Roma. Okay. Roma something. Okay, that you okay. cannot say. M-E-R-D-A. Yeah. All right. Oh, you can, okay. you can erase it. Nate, you're going to have to cut this off. No, you can leave it. So they got abused. Uh, but um, 
So I can. There was only a few people that that knew me. Uh, and so it was a Roma fan. And that uh, you know they were looking Juventino is the Juventino is <laughs> over there. They were pointing you out. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. But uh, your team used to be Roma. Were you a little bit? Did you just get lost in the moment with the Napoli fans? Yeah. I mean, like I was. I have said it before. I've been in this country for 50 years. I always. Uh, have cheered for the Italian teams. So any Italian team that went in the Champions League, European League, when I watched the game during the week, I always cheer for them. So whether it was uh, Milan, Inter, Roma, Juventus, uh, whoever it was, uh, Fiorentina, if they play in Europe, I am I'm not one of those uh, tifoso that uh, you know, Juventus is playing or Milan is playing there from Inter. They rather the Liverpool wins uh, rather than. Uh, that's right. Yeah, that's why I'm one of them. I am one of them. That's right. You got it right. I think that's. But I, I guess if you talk to the Tifosi, that's the way. You know, that's the way it that's is. That's how they live. So my, but I didn't grow up there. I grew up here. So to me, Isn't I am. Uh, I am uh, very proud when a team or an Italian team does well, <laughs> and I cheered for Maradona with Napoli. I love Roma with Falcao. I love Juventus with Platini. I loved Milan with Gullit and uh, Van Basten and Rijkaard. Red card, yellow card, yeah. So my question to you is, it's now 13 points for Napoli. I think that this was the moment where, even prior to this, I kept saying, you know, can they still slip up? There's still a chance for teams like Milan, Inter, and Juventus. Uh, Now, so much has happened since then. Not only have Napoli been so amazing, I think also the teams below them have shown that they are not serious contenders. The Napoletani, they're still very superstitious. But I saw bottles being popped. I saw singing. I saw disco. I saw you guys take down, you know, you stopped the street in the middle of New York City. There, in Ribalta, with all these Napoli fans, do they feel like, did they feel like the Scudetto? It is. The magic is in the hair. The magic is in the hair. Absolutely. I'll tell you. Yeah. The way, the way they were celebrating and singing, you know, they they already uh, won the Scudetto. And uh, La Capolista, what were they saying? La Capolista se ne va. La Capolista se ne va. La Capolista se ne va. se ne va. La Capolista se ne va. That's what they were singing yesterday, was, so... Yeah. I think that's uh, pretty much... It was uh, explosive, the atmosphere, explosive. I mean, uh, you can just... Uh, the tension before the game and then the game starts. As soon as they score, the the loudness, we're talking about three or four hundred decibel. Your ear, your ear drums, they just... Uh, <laughs> I'm serious. We're, talk, pow, pow. we're talking when about jet planes. Oh my God. I should have the sound leader with me. He's yeah. so angry. What the hell are you laughing about? Wow. You were not there. Where'd you get this metric from though? <laughs> I know, I start, I started engineering and physics. What do you think? I'm a Greek uh, uh, <laughs> what is that? What is philosopher. It? You're a philosopher. Listen, Mike, I'm telling you, if you okay. were in Ribalta yesterday okay. and you, you, were, you were at the first goal when Napoli scored, was, even the crazy. second goal, I think the, 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 the place the was coming down. Up. It was cracking everything. I mean, uh, the Pete. loudness, beat off the chart. Wow. Pete, mm. what do you, how do you feel? For, forget about uh, the atmosphere there. Let's <laughs> talk about the game. You think mm. that this Napoli side, they've got the Scudetto. It's theirs at this point. I mean, first the way that they're playing, and the way that they have the, the 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 style and everything is unbelievable. I mean, Napoli, they're doing it in the Champions League. I mean, we saw the same team beat Liverpool, 
and and the way that they've been playing since since the beginning. I mean, it's a record that I think they only matched Inter and Juventus mm. for the amount of wins that they have won in the first uh, half of the season. And it looks like even afterwards, you know, there was a they said slip. You know, they lost versus Inter, one nothing. Everybody was a little worried that the other teams are going to catch up, but it's been quite the you know the difference where. The teams on the bottom have been very poor. You know, Inter, Milan, everyone is slipping up. And Napoli just continue to win and find a way to win. And I think it all comes down to the depth that they have in, in their team. Where, like I said, you look at that that bench and you say, any of those guys could, could be a starter, not just in Serie A, but even for Inter, Juventus, Milan. I mean, you have Raspadori mm-hmm. on the bench, Simeone on the bench. Those are guys that when things need to be changed or find a solution, you can throw them in. Um, you know, like it's it's been amazing so far. And aside from the market that they were able to do where they picked up two players that nobody knew who they were, Kim and, and uh, Varashelia, and they've been phenomenal. <laughs> and then you have a midfield that just gels. Like everything is working right now. And when you take such a lead, I feel like it's very hard for them to lose uh, the Scudetto at this point, where they would they have pretty much a four to five game advantage over any team at the current. It, yeah, basically, four. It, it over is. four, over four, and yeah, that's four also point. with all the other teams being perfect. Exactly, and so now you have to hope that everybody else is going to be perfect. Which for me, I mm. don't see that. Even as an Inter fan, I do not see that. And you know, obviously, the fans you saw in Ribalta the enthusiasm and 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 i guess the moment that they they're realizing right now after 30 somewhat mm-hmm. years of nothing of close but no cigar mm-hmm. and so just the idea of understanding hey we can actually do it i mean it's probably a remarkable feeling mm-hmm. and anybody that has the chance you know not to uh, ludo would be yelling at me right now but mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's true uh, Anybody has a chance to book a ticket to Napoli in May or when they should be able to win should do it it's because a, it's a safe bet. I right? could just imagine yeah. I could just imagine what what that's going to feel like. Mike, for I mean Peter just mentioned he mentioned so many different players which is true because yeah. if Napoli wins a scudetto it is down to that they were the best squad. And I think as as you know not just the 11 men on the pitch it's also the guys that are on the bench. If you had to pick out who the player that's been the most instrumental within this Napoli, the most crucial, who do you think it's been? And obviously there's different layers to who you could choose, but if we ask you and then we'll ask everybody around the table, who, who do you think? It's tough because they all played, I think they all played fantastically. And I think the biggest point of this Napoli and why they're succeeding, I think their never die attitude. They're all playing as a unit. And it really reminds me of flashbacks of Milan for last season. But if I really had to pick one, and a big part part of this is because not a lot of people knew him. I, I got to go with Guevara. Like there's maybe mm-hmm. a, only a one two games that you can pick from the season that he's been quiet and everything else. And that's only because he's been triple teamed, so he doesn't do anything. But everything else coming into the hardest league in the world to score and at such a such a young age, coming from Ruben Kazan, a, a Georgian player that a lot of people weren't familiar with, and just breaking out in the first season replacing big shoes of the captain Lorenzo Insigne and performing week in, week out in Europe, Coppa Italia, in Serie A, and doing this with with the fans loving you and such so much pressure. I, I just feel like I have to give it to him. Now, you know, there's other players. Oshman's no, no, been no, incredible. No, 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 We'll get everybody but else to say. I th- by a hair, I would have to put Guevara just because no one knew him and amazing 
amazing scouting from uh, the uh, department, Juntoli uh, and ADL for always trusting this team. Uh, everyone's saying, oh, ADL out, ADL out, but he's really showing he's a good president. This team has no debt. They're playing. They have one of the lowest uh, wage bills for the top teams in Italy, which is you know a lot of people don't even, talk about. Even that. Those in Europe are too. When you, Europe we made too. a graphic one time about yeah. all the teams that are in the top, and there's this besides Arsenal, who Arsenal's also having a spectacular year. They're under. I think it was like sixty-eight million or something like that. I think I'm in agreement with you. I also go Quada for the expectations, but also just when I watch him play, my jaw is left dropped sometimes. The way that he consistently beats his man, the way that he sets up his teammates. And it's put this into my mind uh, because you mentioned it. You mentioned player, former players. And this is not a knock on Insignia Mertens, Koulibaly, yes, it is. Fabian Ruiz. <laughs> I'm saying my, my point. For me, it's not a knock on oh, them. Nice. I think that Napoli has actually benefited. And when you see these sorts of players, and I include Osimen in this, players that have not been there for so long, maybe, they don't have the battle wounds of what Napoli always says where their mentality gets to them, right? Or they get so close and then they they fall in the end. Or in the big moments, they let themselves down because that happened last year as well. I think about the game against Milan that was in Naples when they lost 1-0 and Giroud scored. So I think that by not having that, by not understanding that aspect as much, I think it sort of helped them in a way. You know, I more think naive, maybe, being more naive. You're yeah, saying, exactly. Right? Yeah. In in a great way. Yeah, for that sure. You rejuvenated this team that doesn't have those scars of like always getting yeah. close to Juventus the or trauma, always getting close the to trauma the others where they hurt themselves. Does anyone else have I anyone to say one more Quata? thing? Yeah, I have. A, for me, for me, it's Lobotka because it's the spine what counts. For you to be standing, you need a spine. Okay, Lobotka, you start all the time. If your back is not is not working. You, nothing is going to happen on the front. Lobotica is the maestro, is the orchestrator, is the troublemaker. If it, <laughs> everything troublemaker. starts from him. What was the word in Napolitan that you said for troublemaker? No. For rascal? <laughs> rascal. That's uh, but, a bit worse. Yeah, but Lobotica, Lobotica, it's a real. <laughs> The guy, I'll tell you why. His geometries are perfect. His movement on the field, are, his passing, his timing, it's the top. He's an architect, right? Like more, it's a bad word? Yeah. Oh, that's what, it's it, what does it say, Henry? But it can be a good word. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's yeah, the definition? I mean, the word, I know what it means. Anyway. Yeah. What? Oh. What? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, okay. okay. I can't yeah, say yeah, that. What's wrong with you? So I know what it means. All right. We'll bleep that part out. Yeah. Bleep that out. No, no, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Don't give it to me. It's all right. What are you doing? You guys are not Napoletani. You have to interpret the word on the positive we'll side. Call Ludo okay? after. We'll call Ludo Peter, after who's it been for you? Oh, oh, I think, you know, those two players are fantastic, but Osiman for me is just an, an animal. Okay. He he is all over the place. He mm-hmm. is able to to be a disruptor, to be the first line of defense. The guy attacks everything, presses everywhere. And I know people are gonna say, oh. But uh, when he was out, Napoli was still able to win with Raspadori and Simeone, which granted, by all means, they did. And they were able to. And that also shows the continuity and and, and the and the team mm-hmm. effort, Spalletti, what he's been able to do with this team. But also, man, the goals that he scored the first time versus Roma. Oh and then yesterday, oh to be able to have the composure and even the idea to process instead of going with the, your head to, the try, technique to score. 
chest, knee, Boom. and blast it is, is, is unbelievable. And I think there's very few strikers in the world that have his ability. Mm. He looks at times a little rough around the edges, mm -hmm. but you just see his work rate is, is unbelievable and it's something to admire. And I think it leaves a good impression for the rest of the team knowing that the guy that's supposed to just put the ball in the back of the net is also working from side to side, trying to get every last piece that he can find. I mean, even I was looking at a, well, during the same game, the ball was out on the sideline. And it was This there. guy was able to put his other leg behind it and run after the ball. Like he beast. was, he had to get that ball. So and I think that mentality is something that translates into the, to the Napoli team, but more importantly, the Napoli fans and the Napoli mm -hmm. as a, as yeah, a city, you know, what it, what it means to be, you know, always looked on as if you're, you're, you're worthless. Right. So the person that is, no, but that's the truth. Unfortunately, within Italy, Napoli, if they're going to dub, the criminal, like when they do a movie and they're dubbing the thing, he's speaking in a Neapolitan dialect. So already it's looked as if you're not good enough. So what do you have to do if you're not good enough? You have to work harder Overwork. than the rest of the people. Yeah. And so that mentality and that ability, I think has has led this, this perfect situation for Napoli. And I really, you know, even as an Inter fan, you know, uh, for them, you have to tip your hat and say, hey, this is this is your year and you deserve it. Listen, too bad he wears a mask. I'm gonna I'm gonna have I'm gonna finish up what Peter was saying. Too bad he wears a mask. If you see his motivation and his drive to do to do to go over what his body's asking him to do, that's what we don't see in other players. Look at Kvara when he when he's on on the ball, when he actually misses something or something like that. He's angry at himself. It's always it's he's emotional. there, he's just smelling even on blood. the sideline, what uh, what shocked me is, I mean, you see Osiman on the sideline. He's their number one oh, fan, big and he's also a supporter. And you know, sometimes you get one one or the other. It's either uh, when you have two strikers or three strikers that are great. Sometimes they really support each other, which you see with Osiman and Raspadori and Simeone that they're they're biggest fans because they want the team to win. It could also be negative effects where you see them they're in such competition, and the fact that I see him on the sideline standing up, running to get the ball, it's just such a Brilliant thing to see because he's such an unbelievable player, but he's also a great teammate. Who would you go for? I know we mentioned the three main players, but who would yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, th th this team is is just uh, is built so perfect right now, and it's playing so perfect that I have to. If I have to get one, I would get Spalletti. I think I would give a lot of credit to Spalletti. I thought when they came back from the uh, World Cup and they lost. Uh, to Inter, I say, here it comes again. You know, Spalletti is not going to make it. But then he showed me in the last couple of games, I mean, against Juventus yesterday, I mean, he, uh, Spalletti, is moving up to being one of the top, top coaches, which he, we always put him up there, but he always goes, was good enough to bring uh, the team to Champions League. And that was uh, what he was known for. Now... He has improved and is in a next level, and I really have to uh, to say that uh, even yesterday, I mean, how do you take Osman out yesterday? <laughs> he took him out. That he took ballsy, him very bold. He took him out and he put Simeone. <laughs> the guy paid and off. Simeone paid off. I yeah. mean, he, <laughs> was it crazy. was unbelievable. So even those moves, which in the past I don't know if we would have had the the guts to do it, yesterday he did it. And um, he's proving, I think he's the 
the top reason why uh, they, they're playing so good. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride is something that was always said about Spalletti. Uh, and I think it definitely is. Obviously, we're picking out specific points, but they would be nothing without all of each other. I <laughs> truly believe that. I think you could see specific players go on and do this, but you would not see this beautiful play. Now, we gave Napoli their shine. It's, we're 20 yeah. minutes into this. I want to say to the other side, the Roma side, I have to admit, Roma were amazing. They I thought that Roma, well. I thought well. Roma played a great match. They have nothing to be ashamed of in this game. And I, I firmly believe that sometimes it's okay. Like, you do everything right, but when the other team is better, it's fair to say that. Napoli are in a different league of their own from every team in Serie A. Maybe they've gotten caught up a couple times against Lecce, against Inter, whatever, whatever the case will be. <clears throat> Roma played it so perfectly from the start of the match. They made that one mistake where they got caught out on the goal. They got back into the game, and I love the spirit that they showed in the second half. And they were fighting into the last minute. Into the last minutes, this Roma team has character. They played the right way. Yes, you can nitpick and say the mistakes that were made on each of the goals. It's No team is perfect. It's very hard to get a perfect team. And I really just want to compliment Roma for the way that they played, the style that they played. <clears throat> the only little things, and these are things that I think are good for the future. Once I saw Tahirovic and I see Bove come in, young players, and I know this it's contradictory because we give praise when they play the youngsters. In that moment, I said to myself, oh gosh, do you really want to put these kids in at 1-1 in this moment? Now, he trusts his young kids. He's played them many times. Mourinho, this is his his philosophy at Roma. Um, and he doesn't have many other options because Matic, I think he was, he had nothing left Spent, in the tank. Yeah. So that's one thing that I just didn't like to see. Yeah. But <clears throat> from the rest of it, Roma, amazing match. This team can really do something. They still are in the Coppa Italia, which I think that they could win. And I really think that they will win it. And next year, they have the building blocks to do something special because this team has character. Yeah, I'm Mark, I agree. They're definitely in the race for top four also on top of the Coppa Italia. I think no one's secure, not even Milan's secure no. for top four. It's it's all, uh, it's all. Uh, there's three spots open. Napoli's obviously in first and there's uh, three more spots to whoever's going to play. But Roma, they play good. There was a there was like a, a 20, 25 minute period where they kept bombing forward, kept bombing forward. Napoli looked like in trouble until they conceded the goal, but it could have been worse. But the same thing that stuck with me with Roma, that's the, the factor of them not securing a top four in terms of they, they haven't cemented it like a team like Napoli securing top four is their defensive mistakes still, their defensive liabilities. Up front, they're good, but the two goals too, leaving Aussie, it was they very hard. The best, they had the fourth best defense. Yeah, I know, this. but leaving Osiman like that, I get it was incredible, but you got to be on top of him more. And then Simeone, after there was two guys there, they should have closed them a little bit sooner. I know it's nitpicking, but the small, small details like small, that. Like, small things screwed up. He thought he was going the other way. And then he turned the other. It was Simeone was. Really it was a good. nice move. It was but, a nice uh, move. Bro. In that case, Smalling is you got to be, be on top of him. You can't right let behind. You can't let him. You got to be right behind. I mean, he gave him too much space, and he turned. Uh, for Roma, I thought in the second half, I'm not a big El Sharawi uh, uh, fan. He brings energy, but I think in the second half he made that move and he put El Sharawi on the left side, and he that guy he did a good job. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I would like to uh, to get more from Pellegrini. Mm. Uh, he's, he's not the same as last he, season. Yeah, he has. He's got everything, 
to become uh, a superstar, but he's not. And the other thing is Salzaniolo, get your 30, 40 million and get somebody really good from the Premier League, bring him over and uh, put him up there with... Uh, Give it back um, to Inter. With Abraham, I think it would be really special. Hey, yeah. but you want to mention Meret on this team here? Meret, I think he's been. Well, he's been talking uh, about Roma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, but, uh, Roma and Napoli, yeah. but uh, Meret, <laughs> I think, I think Roma, everybody's yeah. been talking about the people that make a difference. You call them Butterfingers. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I used to. I used to call him Butterfinger. I used to call him Butterfinger, but now I have to take my mouth and I'm going to call him Sticky Finger because nothing goes back. From Butterfinger to Sticky Finger, I think to me, this guy here, it's one on one with Donnarumma. I think it's probably right now. I'm going to myself till after. Right now, <laughs> right now, I'm no longer not a fan of Donnarumma. I, I think right now I'm starting to recognize that Meretta I think is, is up there for the for the you know the place on uh, to be Italian goalkeeper. Anything improved. anything definitely else improved. about Roma? Anything uh, different Roma. than what we said? Aside from Napoli, Roma would be in the Scudetto race if you look at right in the in the picture that it is. Napoli has just been amazing. So. Yeah. I mean, with this Roma team, I'm not saying they should have won the Scudetto from the beginning. Everybody was kind of hyping it with Dybala signing, but we we False know we knew yeah though. we Nobody knew that yeah that we knew that it. they you know the the Champions League was the real objective, and um, I think Mourinho is a is a coach where people either hate him or, or or love him, whatever the case might be. He has his antics, but he knows what he's doing and he knows how to manage a squad. And I think you have a good mix of 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 um, you know experience and also these younger players being able to come into a situation where unfortunately his bench is not as deep as Napoli mm-hmm. in this in in yesterday's game, and he's forced to make certain decisions. But I think like Gaetano said, he put in an El Sharawi, which is an attacking move compared to having Spinazzola, I think, on that left flank. So you're saying, hey, you know what? If we're gonna go out, we're gonna go out trying to go pound for pound with Napoli. And uh, I think they're right where they're supposed to be. You're it's you're allowed to to lose versus a a, a very strong Napoli team and I think for Roma fans there there's nothing to to really be upset about in this game where it's just two moments of of real brilliance mm-hmm. if you have to say from Osimhen and and Simeone. So, you know, hats off to them and move on to the next game. But it's important that like you said, Coppa Italia, you have to be able to to perform and in in the scudetto race or whatever to to get into the champions league it's what you do versus the small teams mm-hmm. that really make a difference how how can you maintain that uh energy level and the focus versus the smaller teams and that's where you're going to see that you're able to to grow as a as a as a team so let's just uh i want to talk about juventus um and milan and and uh, a little bit of lazio as well and inter but real quick, uh, the Zaniolo situation is just very strange to me. Yeah. What's happening now? The latest news is that he's going to sit out for six months on the sideline. The Freakins are putting their foot down. They're saying, we're not giving him on any of these cheap loans. We're not selling him for a small amount. He wants to do this. He wants to break away from the squad. He could sit on the sideline for six months. If in the summer a team comes and they pay the same amount that Bournemouth was going to pay, because remember, he rejected Bournemouth, then okay, then he could leave. If they don't, they're willing to keep him again and and keep him on the bench. That's crazy. One much, more year. How much was uh, thirty million? Around thirty yeah, million. That's a lot of money. Thirty for to somebody thirty like to thirty-five million. Zaniolo is too much money. Thirty million. Well, I, is, I, he, is, he, that is much? he better than CDK? No, but it's not. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not better than CDK. Yes, That's the is. problem. It's not. Oh, come on. Right now he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Come That's on. Not. Who are you kidding? Uh, what did he do? Final, the last day. Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. 31st. 31st. What's today? 31st. Why don't you guys take him back? So 24 hours? Yeah. 
Well, it doesn't I, seem likely that anyone is going to come calling. No, the only no. offers that they have are ones that they're not happy with. Right. That Roma's not happy. Yeah, the right. thing 20 is, million, I think that they'll that, sell. No, no. no, they don't, no. They're not selling They want match, matching yeah, the offer. The thing is that the teams that are interested in Zaniola right now, are giving, they want an option to buy. Where, not obligation. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Roma want an obligation to buy. So I know his agent has been in London. They've been talking with the different teams. Mm-hmm. And... You know, Zaniolo actually refused Bournemouth. I know yeah, of course. that that's something that he and so Roma is saying, hey, if you want it out so badly, you know, this is the price to to have paid. But at the same time, I don't see another team knowing that Zaniolo wants out, and especially coming into the summer that he has one more year left on his contract. I do not see another team putting in thirty million. Yeah, that's a lot. And don't forget, Zaniolo was supposed to go to Juventus in the summer. There was a a very good possibility. That he would have went to Juve for around 35, 40 million. He still might. So, you know, there's still a chance he probably does. Why would he go? But I feel I, like I, Juventus after they did the McKenney deal, I could seriously see them trying to get. Where's he going to play? They'll play him on the right they wing. Can nah. they, can, they can definitely. They can definitely take Zanio. Yo, Allegri will make him a right wing back. No, the right, what right, right wing back. Make That's what Allegri will make him. Listen, Listen, one I thing that strikes me, Marco, we keep talking about Mourinho. You got to tell me, if you're a coach of that caliber, you got to mm. be telling me, why don't you talk to the kid? It's probably something that's not right no, between Zan- him and Mourinho no, too. No, no, the thing was, Zan- yeah, if you are a coach of that Antonio, caliber, Antonio, you're supposed Antonio, to be sitting Antonio, the kid down and talk to the kid. Zaniolo has been playing. He's been playing every game. He's played 13 games already in the season, aside from his injuries. But nobody knows what's the problem with this kid. The player wants out. Yes, the player wants out. But my thing is, we watched him lift the Europa Conference League Cup six, eight months ago, whatever it was, May and June. Yeah. He scored the winning goal. He, It seemed like he loved Mourinho. He's always playing. What's he not happy with? Is he not happy with the position he's playing? He needs a change of scenery. And the, the fact of the matter is he's been waiting for this salto di qualità. The only problem is... He hasn't been able to prove it on the field. So the, got one goal, the, the, the the issue is that you know the the player has been known to have whatever these these um, I guess uh, how can I say stints? Not even the stints, but like his he has a certain level of arrogance. Don't forget, Mancini did not call him up within Italy for personal reasons. But yeah. there's been times where he's always thought that he was. Uh, better player or above everyone else. So I think in this case... You, you know what the problem is? Uh, his manager, who is his mother. Mom, yeah. His mom. The mother mom. He's, a, he's a grown kid. He's got a kid. Yeah. He's yeah. a father. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, he can make his decision. I know, but you need somebody to direct you. And he's what, 23 years old. Yeah, he's he needs to be his know, agent. And it's a couple of years. Maybe he was 21, 19, 20 years old. I think he never Doesn't had make it. A, For me, it makes no sense. He, he had no direction. Roma, Roma fans um, loved him. They, they had the two injuries yeah. that they always invested in him. They still stuck by yeah. him. You're playing. You so, got a coach that so, that was sticking by you. It's not like if Mourinho was keeping him on the bench and he wasn't part of the project, I would understand Maybe this. there was a fallout. It would make, he's he's immature. Maybe but he's immature. It seemed like Maybe. when you watch Mourinho's press conference, he seems like he's also trying to come to grasp to what happened. He's like, what do I do with a player who tells me he doesn't want to wear the shirt again? If When yeah. when you listen to the tone of voice, so it's a weird situation. So he's not part we'll of the project anymore. No, yeah, yeah. And the other thing, he has to move out of Rome because he won't be able to leave in Rome. Well, he already, yeah. he already but, did. You know, you heard about it. Uh, he Gattano. He went to La Spezia because they, yeah. they chased him out of Rome. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he can, he can. You can wow, this is what wow, sticks, wow. With, sticks with me. The last time, the last thing about Zaniolo. When, with Karsdorf, I mean, it's a different player. He's been played out. In other words, hey, you're no longer a, a Roma within the Roma project. Karsdorf, he had a problem with Mourinho. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, this thing here it came out of the locker room and everybody was in the open Mourinho brought it out of the locker room yeah that's what I'm saying now I think the management on top of those two guys the American guys they said hey no more no more whatever stays or happens on the locker room stays on the locker rooms and whatever happened I think it's still they gotta be Mourinho involved too because if Mourinho was not involved in this thing here Mourinho would have been called the kid they said hey let's go to have a beer together let's Mm -hmm. have a uh, let's go to have a, a slice of pizza. Let's talk okay, over. <laughs> Mourinho will have a probably talked him out with about that stuff. Yeah, or maybe with a baseball, or Bigardino, you know, a football game or something like that. Yeah. He okay. will have talked him out. I think Listen, Mourinho's got, is Listen, got, Mourinho got something to do Mourinho must have talked a hundred times to him. Yeah, and, I'm sure. You know. could get the one, the yeah. one good thing I should say about Roma, nothing gets out of the locker room yeah, lately. Very professional. It's when they want it to. He's the one who brought Carsdor yeah, about. They're yes. the ones who brought Zaniolo out. This is probably months in the making of something mm-hmm. that it got it got to a head where they couldn't control it anymore. Let's move on. Let's talk about uh, Milan. 5-2 loss <laughs> against Asuolo. Six games uh, in this 2023. Your only win is against Salernitana. It goes from bad to worse as I see a grin from Peter Curto on the side. A Sassuolo side, which to me, I was reading, I was just checking the numbers because I used to love Sassuolo. I love the way that they played. They used to be so attacking last year. We know that they sold off all of their good strikers. Going into this game, the last time they scored five goals, it took them nine games to get to five goals. And then they put five against who last year would have been the best defense in Italy. Anto, there's no point of going, We've we already spoke about it in the last podcasts, about their problems, that it's very hard to put a, a pin on what it really is just what as a Milan fan are you surprised at what you're seeing at this point well I see that the system is no longer working because uh, <laughs> I know Mike you're laughing I mean let me just explain to you Magnan is no longer there I'm not going to try to find any more excuses our 4 2 3 one is no longer the system that is going to work mm-hmm. we have weakness on the, on the goalkeeping and defense so we need more coverage on the back I think we, our team it's 15 20 yards higher than where it's supposed to be because we do the attacking phase we do it nicely but when we have the defense when somebody's doing the counter on us mm-hmm. we're always open like uh, we open like sieves we just uh, we're letting anybody go even the small pieces they go through like nothing so the system is no longer working and Pioli he has not recognized this we are vulnerable on defense we need an extra midfielder maybe a 4-3-3 could be a solution or maybe a 4-4-2 right now we are weak on the midfield even with Tonali and Benasser, they need help. We have we cannot really plug a big hole like that. And it's happening all the time. We're getting killed on the defense because everybody's going through the midfield like nothing. How the hell are you gonna make it through? You're going actually they go to the goalkeeping straight. Defensively, we are a mess. Are any doubts arising for you on Pioli's ability to manage the squad? Uh, I think Pioli is not the only one that manages the squad. I think even Maldini is perplexed that they're trying to figure out the system. And I think you, from the next game on, especially with Inter, you're not going to have this 4-2-3-1. You're going to have to be covered more on the midfield. You have the club. You have to just uh, put another two bodies on the midfield that they're going to be able to do the, the, the midfield work that right now is not there. So the yeah. three of us, we, we had podcasts where we spoke about this. So I'll leave it to you two. If you have anything new on Milan, why you think it's happening. And Leao, forget it's, it. It's, of course, difficult. And he dropped Leao uh, in this match against Asuolo, which, you know, whether he's resting for the Milan game. Or what, 
Peter, you're you're shaking your head. So what do you think? Well, first of all, I don't like him resting Leal because I kind of see it as he's the one to blame. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's been the whole team really that's been struggling, and you know the defense has been in particular a point of weakness. Where, like you said last year, was one of the probably the, the strongest part of this Milan team, and, and the ability to always fight back. And you know the the issue is the the amount of goals that you're allowing even within the first half. Now, is it a concentration issue? Is it a, is it a tactical issue? Is it mm. just a, a blackout and these players feeling as if they're they're no longer uh, together as a unit? It's very hard to explain. But I do agree with what Antonio's saying. Maybe not to the effect of a four four two, but you have to go back to fundamentals at a certain point where you say, "Hey, our objective is not to let in a goal, right? Let's let's tie a game zero zero. And then we build on that. So, like, to be more defensive, uh, defensively sound, rather than trying to score three goals a game, you know. And, and I see this Milan team really struggling defensively. Where going forward, they've relied on individual brilliance for a long time. And when these players, such as Ateo, such as Leao, have not been able to step up this Giroud year, as well, even prior Giroud to this prior last to match. this goal, like, there's been issues now. Now all of a sudden, you notice that this Milan team is vulnerable. But it also stems from the top. You know, I want to say that uh, the, the ownership that has come in, it's you know, been a dime. they've spent, spent a dime. only on CDK, mm-hmm. who has been a bust, right, so far, and have not made any significant investment within this team, knowing that there's a problem defensively, Bronx. knowing that there's a problem <laughs> Uh, with what's going on, especially in this recent, you know, these last four or five games. Losing and you have this market right here to be able to say, hey, let me make a decision. Now, let's not forget, this group also bought Milan with a loan from Elliot. So the, the idea is understand, like, do you have a transfer budget available? And are you willing to make investments to this team to be able to secure Champions League? Because... You know, I don't want to seem drastic, but there is a chance that you can miss out on Champions League. The, the points we, are right there. We might very yeah, well are miss, right there, which is and, crazy to even yeah, think to about. even think yeah. about after so the, the, the year that they had last year and how they started this season as well. Because up until the Roma game, you know, where from two nothing up, they they end up tied the game. It's gone completely mm. downhill. So just to to add, I mean. Uh, AC Milan was one of the youngest team in Europe, right? Uh, last year, it's one of the youngest team, and last year everything went well for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you're playing and everything goes well, and you play with confidence, and you built from game to game, you, you know it's everything is easier. I think this year, and like you said, they they only beat Salernitana. These young players, I don't think maybe they cannot handle the pressure of San Siro. Mm-hmm. I mean, what happened to CDK? The guy is a good player. Uh, we saw some touches when he first mm-hmm. got there that he knows. He Not knows the point. game. And now all of a sudden this guy yeah. disappears. So he's a young player. Maybe uh, there's a little bit too much pressure on these young players. Uh, nothing from Sally Makers. He doesn't do anything. Messia doesn't do anything. CDK doesn't do anything. So What do you think of Pioli, though, Gaetano? You, you need... Uh, I mean... Honestly. The thing that uh, about Maldini, with the experience that Maldini has, they should be able to to figure it mm-hmm. out. I, I don't think it's the system that is not working. I, I don't know if you do 4-4-2 or if you do 4-2-3-1. It's just the players are not there. 
Mm. You're not performing. They're not, not performing. Yeah, performing. It's just yeah. so hard to say uh, that because yeah. last year you think about they're the champions of Italy. So if you didn't, yeah. if you don't know anything else, you would say they have to have the players. I do agree with you, and I think one of the things I heard Sadi talking about this in his press conference, which was mentally being fatigued after so many matches, and. Yeah. I sort of feel like that is what happened to this Milan. I think that they worked so hard for a goal last year. I think things really worked out in their favor. It wasn't what Maldini and the management and Pioli did was a borderline miracle to win the league last year. If we're being honest, in terms of quality on the field, they did not have the same quality and the transfer budget as the other teams, as Juventus, as Inter. And the fact that they weren't as good also fell into hands of Milan, but everything working out. And I think this year that sort of dwindled. And yeah, they have forgotten the basics. Again, we already mentioned the last week about Kessie, so there's no point in going back. Last thing for Anto, you have the the Derby on Sunday. The Derby, it's often said a lot of times in Italy, like, you know, form goes out the window because it's such an important match. Now for you, do you see this as a positive or a negative? It could be a positive for us. You're going in at such a poor form. But do you think there's anything that this can actually help springboard you outside of this negativity? Yeah, it can. It can. It, beca- it can become a positive because something might spring uh, and uh, you know get those guys on a different uh, uh, mental setting. Because right now the mental setting is right there. Last year we overachieved. Okay, everybody is agreeing with that. This year we are underachieving because of what we did last year. Okay, so I think this game is coming at the right time for us to maybe put all the pieces of the puzzle together and then just look back and said, hey, what is it that we're doing, we were doing right last year and that this year is not working? It could be the formation. It could be that we don't have all the pieces on, on the puzzle. Some of them are broken. We have Tomori broken. We have Calabria now 100%. Let's make the best of what we have right now and let's put a team on the field that I can, uh, can compete face-to-face with Inter because this could be the turning point for us. If we do... If we lose, even on a, on, a, on, a, on a great game, that could be a spark for us to say, hey, the team is there, let's, let's fight. Mm-hmm. But if we get slapped around with the way we got slapped around by Sassuolo, I think Milan is done with the Champions League. Done, 100%. Okay, we are done with, one, with uh, we need at least to tie. If we lose the game against Inter and we lose poorly, because you can lose 2 1, 3 2, whatever, or 2 nothing. But the fight has to be there. Mm-hmm. If you don't show me Sunday that you are fighting, that you are worth wearing the uniform, mm-hmm. because that uniform has got a lot of weight on. You got all San Siro. When I started to see the last, the last 15 minutes of the people on the 4 2 starting to leave the stand, that was depressing. When an AC Milan fan starting to leave, that means they gave up. They gave up. Yeah. They cannot take it anymore. So this is a motivational, a motivational game for us. It's a spark that I can just get all the, all the, the, the group, the tifosi, and the squad itself together. And purely has to show balls and guts to just change things around. I'm sure Maldini is working with him. They gotta do something. I, okay? I, I'm, I'm with you, and I think that when you think back to last year, Milan were the underdogs in the derby. I think a lot of people always had Inter uh, winning it. And even in the Coppa Italia, I remember watching 3-0 Inter beat Milan in the Coppa Italia. Last year, I'm saying, now they beat you in the Supercoppa, but in the league, you always had their number. And in the league, in the first match, the 3-2 sensational match. I do think that this could be the moment everyone needs to get back together and to find that spirit because last year you did have the quality, so it's impossible for that to have left. Let's talk about Juventus. 
lost 2-0 to Monza. It was a day of absolute <laughs> upsets, except for Napoli, because they're just too perfect. Juventus lost to Monza twice this season. They played them three times. One was the Coppa Italia, which they won. But two games. The first time that Paladino came in, he got their first win ever in the history of Monza and Serie A. Their first game was against Juventus. Now he goes to Turin. And I have to say, the way that they play, too, it's spectacular. They had their number. They tactically were perfect against Juventus. They have players with some really great quality. We already knew Monza, in the beginning of the year, they were underachieving because we had, they had a better squad. But Paladino coming in as a young coach, people thought he was an interim coach. They said, all right, you know, he's just finishing out the season. Galliani said, I've taken risks before. I put Saki in when people thought I was crazy. He compared Paladino to that. And maybe we do have a nice young Italian coach coming in because the ideas that Monza had were great. With that being said, Juventus, total disaster. If they didn't lose enough points with the 15, this one, I think, was uh, one of the, the really depressing moments because if you think about it, it was supposed to be a, a really happy day for them. They finally were getting Pogba back into the lineup, mm -hmm. at least on the bench. Vlaovic returns on the bench. They're playing in Torino, in Juventus Stadium. Everything was lined up for that. The lineup, I think, tactically was terrible with Deshilio on the right wing. We could speak about that, but... I don't know, whoever watched the game, what, what'd you guys Listen, say? Listen, I got my weakness over here. Boca di Fuoco, Enrico, I was so don't down. Don't give last names. I, I was down. I was so down and depressed after the 5-2. I had to get up at 5 o'clock. Actually, I was up since 3.30 in the morning. I was watching Tsitsipas getting his ass kicked by Djokovic on the Australia Open. I Jeez. said, but how did you bring this thing up? Since 3.30 in the morning, I never turned the, the, the TV off. I watched <laughs> the AC Milan game. AC Milan gets slapped around by Sassuolo, 5-2. And then Enrico said, a Villa Bate stai andando. I said, yeah, let's go. So we go to Villa Bate, and Mani, the owner, is a Juventus fan. The first thing that I see Mani, I see Mani making fun of me. And then I said, oh my God. I said, Rando, cinque papine means... Five, five, uh, five croissant, uh, one after the other. Cinque palmi. Baby. I said, oh, cinque palmi. So uh, I said, uh, okay. So uh, me and Enrico, we're going in for uh, for the usual coffee and the All croissant, right. and then <laughs> we, we go on the order. screen. We go on the screen. I see Juventus zero, <laughs> Monza two. I went to see money. If I could find money, money disappeared. <laughs> so that means misery loves company. That what made my day a little better, and I was able to put myself together because Gaetano at the last minute invited me to go to uh, to uh, uh, Ribalta, and uh, I had to go. And, and uh, I thank God actually invited me. I went to witness uh, Napoli's win and all the tifosi. What a great group of people! Gotcha. And on top of everything, the <laughs> I, 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 I promise them I will mention them. The Raff. The Raffaele, those are the best, okay? Yeah. Okay, now Juventus. <laughs> <laughs> Juventus, okay, Juventus. No, 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 no. Uh, you, you talk, let's get everybody Sorry, out. I don't, care, everybody I don't care about the rest. To me, Juventus lost, it made my day. Oh, <laughs> I'm less miserable. To be quite honest, I think Antonio puts it perfect, where it's like, it's, it's a total disaster. It's like just a... Uh, a trash can that's on fire and keeps on burning, burning. and and it's like uh, you as a Juventus fan especially I think it's very tough to deal with certain results like you can accept not winning the Scudetto you can accept that the team is not going through its best time but you cannot lose in a manner in which that Juventus have lost these, at the this stadium. years at a Juventus stadium that before used to be a fortress that you never would lose and now you're getting you know not slapped around but you're you're losing to these little, little team, little players 
of of Monza that this is their first year in in, in Serie A, right? The bottom dwellers, and and they're able to 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 beat the royalty, let's say, of of Serie A. So, <laughs> what are you looking up over there? So what you got for us? Well, it's the press. He's looking, so he, he's looking he's all looking the numbers. The what are you, what are you looking Yo, at? you didn't look good either. You didn't look uh, either on on the last time. Some results. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, pretty much it. Yeah. Juventus. Uh, it is what it is. So. <laughs> This Juventus team uh, drives me crazy, and Allegri drives me crazy. I mean, y- y- this three-five-two, I don't like it. You put Di Maria as a forward. Why? I don't understand Di Maria as a forward. I mean, you got Keane, you got uh, Vlaovic, you got uh, Milik, you got so many other players. You want to play with two forwards? Can you put two real forwards up there? What are you afraid of? You playing home and you playing against Monza? And you, you, you know, but put two forwards up there if you want two forwards. And then the three in the back, uh, to me, uh, it's better, I think, for Juventus if, if you play the 4 3 3 or you play the 4 4 2. You play the 4 3 3, you put the two wings, you put the Marie on one side, you put the other kid on the other side, or you put, uh, you, you know, Suleo, Quadrado, Chiesa. Well, Chiesa was not available, but I'm saying if it's better if you play the four with these two guys that they can dribble, they can always beat their man and then cross the ball. Or you play the 4-4-2 four, four, and you still got the two <coughs> wings that they're going to go down and make a nice cross. And you got two forwards up there. You got Vlaovic and Kino. You got Vlaovic and Milik. Milik you yeah. got Vlaovic. Come on. It's, it's just... Um, <sighs> it's very, very um, disappointing. He made some changes in the second half. He had the Erling on one side. He had, yeah. he had Sule on the other side. I don't know. Pogba, why didn't Pogba play? You know, that was Pogba, he never put him in. Yeah, I mean, he knows he's damaged good right now. The guy, even though they're sitting on the bench, is damaged good, Marco. No, know. I mean, he was available no, if to he's play. Ready, if he's ready, no, he's he on the bench, he's ready yeah, to he play. Was. He no, was. He, called, just, he just chose not he to play. He didn't want to play him. But right. I feel like, to be honest, I just feel like, uh, are they giving up? I don't know. I feel like... There's, there's so much going on. I don't know if it was the the 15 point deduction that was like a punch in the stomach. Nah, they lost or... the first game against Monza. No. I, yeah, I don't know. Six we've, we've watched this Juventus because like I think it's too easy to say that we've watched this Juventus do this in how many games this season where they do the same thing. For me, what it comes down to is when they concede first. We kept saying like when they win Cremonese, but why they play so they, mediocre? Then they do good when but, they concede first. They have no reaction. They don't know how to get back into a I, game. I don't think it's a. I think it's Allegri's ideas and how he is. Just because you can see that you shouldn't be able to fall apart if you have that that many quality players. You can't. You can't allow that, especially when you know a team or your direct rival Milan losing. You gotta go out and that should motivate you even more. And instead, you lose two zero against Monza. There's a lack of motivation. There's lack of ideas. Allegri is not capable to be a coach. Uh, he should have been sacked long ago. And yes, they're gonna lose money, whatever. But they're gonna lose more money if they don't make top four. Oh, I well, just well, now top four. They, I mean, as Allegri said, they're calculating points <laughs> to not get relegated because they're in thirteenth or fourteenth. But place. even before the deduction, I'm saying, you know, I just feel like it's the same well, idea. Well, before the deduction, they're I mean. there. They're in like they're thirty eight points, so yeah, they're they're right there in second place, yeah. I, I believe, or third place, or third third place, place. right? They, because oh, someone's on forty. Also, they did confirm that they're gonna appeal for the. Of course, yeah, yeah. 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 But they're I think not, I think anything back. I think it comes down <laughs> yeah, to to tactically, the formation. I totally agree with the three five two. You think I like it? Should say though. You think he's the future right now? No, but oh, for the, the end of the season. No, end of the season. But we got to focus on right now. Mm. End of the season, we don't know what's going to happen. Is this team going to be in Champions League? Are they going to be in Europe at all? 
there's still a lot of questions. We can't determine that. Right now, he's a coach. He has to say. It's impossible to get another coach. No. My my thing is just, I think you need to change your change your attitude on this 3-5-2. I totally agree with that. I mean, Gatti is not a player for Serie A. People got excited from him. De Chilio as a right wing back. Give me a break. It's that Those parts, to me, are crazy. I think you do need to switch to the 4-3-3. And they need to have a hard look in the mirror about what's important to them and how they play this style. He uses a 3-5-2 because... He has this low block. He defends with 5-3-2. Don't concede, don't concede, don't concede. But guess what? When you got a team that attacks you and scores first, that's where you're in trouble. That part is so obvious. And then also, you look at Rovella, who they let go of. Rovella, in both games, dominated. He was better than any midfielder Juventus had, Rovella. I think there's an identity crisis with this Juventus. And obviously, there's been a a lot of things going on behind the scenes and, you know, with the management and, and so on. Um, so there's been a lot of uh, drama, let's say, uh, with Juventus. But on the field especially where you have, like Mike said, quality players, they should not be going out, you know, versus a Monza. You know, maybe you can lose a game, but not in that manner and not in the way that they've been losing games. And and this season, I mean, Allegri has just proven to be uh, a coach that he needs stellar players in order to be able to to win and you know the time that he did win was during a time when there was no real competition and i think now what we and know no is bar. with a lot of these younger uh coaches implementing their systems with these smaller teams these smaller teams are not going there to just tie a game they're going there and they're going to play their style of football mm-hmm. so juventus i think going back to the identity crisis it's hey we need to rebuild you know, we won the nine Scudetti in the past, for how long? and they need to be able to rebuild. How long have we been hearing but this listen, for? But it, it hasn't been the. the That's what I'm saying. It's well, not right now. I'm, right now, they're beyond the rebuild. No, but what I'm trying to say is that this mar- last year in the summer, right? If you're rebuilding, you don't go after a Pogba. Di Maria. Maybe you don't go after Di Maria. I don't necessarily. No, I don't I, agree I, with that. I think you have to be able to have. The younger players coming in, you of, get one. I think it's a balance of the two. Yeah, the best you're, teams you're, in the world, they always have, they still have those sorts of players. You're it's contradicting not, it's not, though, For me, it's not about wrong that they went for Pogba or they went for um, Di Maria. Di Maria is not the problem. Di Maria is the only solution that Juventus has. It's everything else that's gone into Juventus, for me, that's a problem. Bringing back Allegri, which you know his tactics. You know the style that he plays. Letting go of certain youngsters that they should have. The team is built but, completely imbalanced. Well, that's what I'm saying. But the expectations of you bringing in Pogba and Di Maria is to say, we're going to go push for the Scudetto and we have to go far in Champions League. That was the goal. And also Allegri. Getting that Allegri goal, is though. not to rebuild. It's to say, okay, we got to just keep it, yeah, keep keep it, it one nothing and win the games because that's all that counts. But then you have these issues now where things are not working out. And like you said, you have younger players that have left. These other, the younger players that have come in this year have been more of a spark, Fagioli, Miretti, than the other players that you have. Pete, Marco said it before perfectly. Let me just add a few things to what he said. AC Milan and Juventus, they're suffering over the same problem. We've been figuring out. A lot of teams, they play as high. They do not step back and step back and uh, encounter on, the, on us. They attack in Juventus, they attack AC Milan, they are positioned on the, on AC Milan midfield. They're not waiting on the back. AC Milan is being watched. They watch it on the tape, they figure what the problem is, they saw, they know what the, where the holes are and they know where to come in. Juventus has got the same problem. He's right, they don't score first, 
then everything opens up and everybody goes through they, that. They do not, the team is not capable of adapting Nothing. to different situations. They you don't. watch Napoli, and obviously Napoli is in a different league, so it's not even to compare them. It's just about that good teams and teams that are built in different ways. They could adapt to when they concede first. They could adapt to physical matches. They could adapt within their own games. That's the problem also with a coaching issue That's of, what it goes down of to Max. But the way that they start games, and that's why when, when they won all those eight games in a row, we said, yes, you got to give them praise because they won the games. Yeah. But when you look a little bit deeper, the whole point is a couple of times, I don't remember if it was Cremonese or yeah, another team, Cremonese they hit the post. They hit two, three posts okay. where if a that ball goes in, yeah, yeah, can they come it. back? Okay, but anyway, it's part of the game. But yeah, but it's part of the game, but, but now you're seeing yeah. the opposite effect. I know, that. but you, you got beat by as Monza. a coach, that's making how, you got to adapt to You don't have small players. You have great players on that team. But they can't. And that's what it goes down. That's why majority of the blame is Allegri at the end of the day. It's also so the players. Building all you watch thing. Paredes. Allegri's not the kind of coach that's going to do that. Not, why is he still there? It also comes down to the players. I mean, you see Paredes. Paredes was walking around for the entire Start of the from start to finish. Isn't that fault though? Why do you but have him Paredes in? Paredes walking. Why do you have a player like that but in? Paredes played great coming into this. He was doing really good things. Bro, a lot of Paredes, down to Paredes was doing really great. You can't There's a lot of that. players on Juventus, even Locatelli, who has one game that he'll do really good. The next game he goes down. I mean, yes, it's part of coaching to put everyone in the right position to succeed, mm. but it's also the players have to have no, a self-reflection in themselves yeah. because he can't run for Paredes. He looked like he didn't want to even be there. Yeah, Rabiot, Rabiot. Is, uh, anyway, we'll move on. Rabiot, I think he's... We can talk about hours about this. We, Inter, uh, you won this weekend against Cremonese. Lautaro has been amazing. Uh, probably the only player that's been saved for your team. Uh, we're, we're, we're deep into the podcast. Uh, Skriniar has been the big yeah. talking point. Whew. You're once seen as future captain, a man who definitely loved the club. Yeah. Weird transaction from the summer where they decided not to sell him. Worked on renewing. It seemed like they were going to get the renewal. It seemed like everyone was going to be in agreement. Now, it's gotten so bad that he's not going to wear the captain's armband. The PSG is still trying to be able to sign him this January. And you don't want to let him go for $10 million because you're in risk for the rest of the season. You can't get a proper center back. What do you make of this situation? Yeah, it's a mismanagement on uh, on Inter in the same way that we you know, uh, might have talked about the Milan debacle where... You lose Donnarumma, you lose Cassier, you lose all these players and not get anything in return. At the same time, you know, the, the discussion has been that Inter's management were the ones to bring a PSG offer to Milan Skriniar's attention to say, hey, we're putting you on the market because you're the one with the most value that we will be able to sell. And I think at that point, Milan Skriniar realized that, hey, uh, if it's not me, you know, it's the other person. And unfortunately, I have to look what's right for myself for because I'm dispensable. So at that point, I think that's when things kind of got a little rocky where he didn't know what he was going to, what was going to happen in the summer. And then at a certain point, when you see certain numbers PSG can offer, right? The player obviously has a little bit of leverage at that point. Cause he knows in June or not even in June, because starting February 1st, he can sign the contract with PSG. He did already. <laughs> Officially, it's February first, but right. he can he can sign the contract with day. with another team with another That's team good. to be able to go for free. Okay, and at that point, and at that point, be able to move. Now, Inter are left in a situation where 
unfortunately, we don't have the money to be able to just say, okay, we'll let you go for free. We'll find somebody else for 25, 30 million. At this point, I really hope that PSG want ScreenYard desperately to be able to raise the offer from 10 to 15. You want to lose him now in January? Well, the thing Why is, not? the thing is, you rather, you're going to risk your season. Yeah, I don't think we risk what the season. season. They got nothing. I, I don't, nothing I don't think we risk a season yeah. because... Well, you're going to play the Vry and Chelsea. I think, no, no, I think... But they, I, they're still not secure for top four. And you we're still not. got champions. No, we're we're not. Inter is not secure we're for not. top four. We're not. But I think you have to look on a long picture where it's you rather have the 10, 15 million to be able to use that to spend on, on, a, on a future player then lose a player for free and 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 and, and you know kind of lose out on, on being able to have some spending you're going to lose more money if you don't go to the next round of the Champions League you're going to lose more money if you go if you get knocked out of the Coppa Italia if you don't get top four in, in Serie A it's Even hard your for position, them to not get top four Inter's no it's, it's not that good. hard it is I mean Martin. you've got you've got so many teams Lazio Roma Atalanta if Juventus get their 15 uh, points that's back, that's It's a good chance that Inter can get kicked out of a Champions League. Well, it's that a better 100%. chance. I'm saying, you gotta no, but play what I, without, without Skriniar, you're, you're, you believe in that defense. I believe in Darmian, who I think through everything. He's yes, been he's amazing. He's a, a wing. When, no, when he comes in and he plays in that three, he can play. Mm. Okay. Um, Darmian, D'Ambrosio. I'm not saying it's the best, but you're able to, to able to do it yeah. to maintain the Champions League spot. Okay. I feel. I don't think we go farther past. You know, if we can, we beat Porto. But then farther That's, than uh, that, I don't yeah. think Inter will be able to reach realistically. And the Scudetto race is gone. Exactly. So at this point, I think a Darmian can be a fix if you're able to get 15 million. Also, you're not even thinking that uh, Skriniar, if he's gonna be on that pitch. The Inter fans are not going to let him go scot-free. So you're going to have a problem within a locker room. You're going to have a problem on the field where every time Skriniar touches the ball, he's going to be an enemy. Okay? So it's going to be interesting to see that dynamic as well. You know, obviously, there's only one more day left. So it either happens or it doesn't happen. Um, (laughs) You know, as Antonio said, five minutes. Five minutes. Listen, let me just say, be very honest with you. Screenia or no screener, we're talking about 10 games, 10, 12 games. All right, that he can play. No, 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 more more than 10 games, 18 games. Okay, so you want to monetize this guy now, you want to monetize this guy here now for uh, the chance for you to to invest on what you say with 10 millions will do the job for you, yes or no? No. Doesn't do the job. How much? But it's better than nothing. 15, 15. Spit. How much? <laughs> Hopped. How much? Inter want 20 million. 20 million. Yes, she's offering 10. My ass. Maybe there's a <laughs> Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. He was right. I hate to say it, but he was right. You got the Champions League. The, you got the campionato. What are they going to do in the Champions League even with Scandinavia? You get him money. You have to go. Oh, you get him money. So, How you have the Champions go? League going you on. You make money every you game that you win. You have the Coppa Italia. You have too much still on the table yeah, for you to give up on this guy here for 20 million. You're not going to get the 20 million. So, you might as well keep the guy and let him go. Guess what? Uh, what goes around comes around. You were laughing at Donnarumma, Kessier, and all the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they're gonna get the money for him. Probably. I don't know no, about they're that. Not they're not gonna go for. They're he's not going for one day. Hey, likely. Uh, uh, you don't think it's Mike, gonna happen, Mike? We have five in the middle. Away, Mike. <laughs> yeah, if I don't right. hear that phone call, if I don't hear my phone ringing, it's open. We'll it's not see, seeming. We'll it's not seeming likely that PSG are gonna raise no, their I offer. Think, I don't think they do either. But because I mean, for them, they they wait a couple months and they pay nothing. Yeah. 
compared to why would they spend twenty million? But the, the last few hours of Mercado gets desperate. You never know. The only thing is that they, if it's if it's any team, it's PSG that would spend the money because they just want the player. Yeah, yeah, just and you know they also I think have to keep in mind that the Champions League this year is their objective. They don't care about anything else, but That's they have true. to win the Champions League. That's true. And Messi still has not signed the renewal. So there's a chance that if you want to win with Messi, this full. is the time to do it because yes, you never know what can happen. But as a defender, as a defender, as a defender. You're telling me. No, there's no. You're telling me that you're going to plug, you're going to plug screener on the PSG defense and you're going to win the Champions League. I didn't say that. I'm saying if PSG. It's a good reinforcement regardless. If it's any team, PSG would be the one to put the money on the table. What do you think about the situation? No, no, no. I don't care. Okay, well, <laughs> no, it's, it's not worth it. Okay, how many minutes we have? <laughs> uh, last thing, let's talk about Lazio. They tied 1-1 against Fiorentina. A Lazio who was high-flying. My dad advised me not to bet on Lazio to win. He was right. He's always right, your father. This Lazio is so Except frustrating to me, and I'm making a rule that I'm not betting on them and I'm not betting on Roma. Hmm. Because every time I bet on them, I get screwed. Every single <laughs> time it happens. Consistently with them too. Lazio... They do this amazing match against Milan. We've seen this before. And when I was reading Sadi's press conference, I thought the same thing. He's talking about mental fatigue and mentally being drained mental from so coach. many different games. And Lazio, the one thing, the direct matchups, they've done great. They beat Inter. They beat Atalanta. They beat Milan. Um, they beat Roma. They beat a few different teams. The big moments, they've actually come through. But then they'll lose to Salernitana. And they'll tie Udinese. Yeah, and they'll points. tie, I believe, Torino. There's a lot of those smaller games where maybe concentration goes down for them. But after they scored the first goal, and it came from their center back, Casale, there was really not much from this Lazio side. And if you look at the flip, because of course the focus is on Lazio because of how great they are. But Fiorentina played a, an unbelievable game. It was a thrilling match nonetheless. Fiorentina attacking, pushing forward pressing, forcing Lazio to lose so many balls in a midfield that we say at times is the best midfield in the world. Fiorentina came out fighting. They still missed that center forward, that proper center forward to put the ball into the back of the net. Nico Gonzalez loved the goal that he scored. He's a game changer for them. Love even afterwards a celebration <laughs> saying, I'm here, I'm staying. He doesn't want to go to Leicester City. He's going to stay in Florence. Great match, but I am very disappointed in Lazio. I mean, we can talk about this all the time. All the times we say how inconsistent they are. So the same quote as my good friend Gaetano would say, no comment for, the, for Anybody? Lazio. Anybody <laughs> got listen, that? listen. If that, I was hoping for my buddy Joe, if they didn't need to cross bar. Milankovic. Yeah. Oh, end. yeah. That was Fiorentina. Fiorentina probably deserved to win. Yeah. Cool yeah. Of a no, would have win. Yeah. For me, they it would have been a personal revenge because we got slapped by, by Lazio 3 nothing. 4 uh, nothing, wasn't it? 3 nothing. Wasn't it 4? It was definitely 4 nothing. I remember four only 3. Nothing? Yeah, four. it was 4. All right. Say yeah, four maybe four. Bottom line is, like you <laughs> just like, don't said, don't check, don't check. Don't check. Bottom line is, they deserve. Because you know, if they would have won against Fiorentina, they would have overtaken AC Milan. Yeah, yeah. So but between Roma, the two Ro between Roma and Lazio, AC Milan is still yeah. okay. tied up with them. Anything so. about the game? No, just a couple of words about Fiorentina. Uh, I, I'm impressed by the possession of the ball. Mm. I mean, even they had like 60% possession in mm -hmm. the first half. And the way they move the ball around, it's uh, that's Italiano that he, he knows how to put the team on the field. So that, that was what I was impressed.
by them. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. And hey, what about the big show on the Paramount Plus with the Joe Barone and uh, and the Commiso and all the stuff? That was beautiful. Well done. Spectacular. No, I was going to say, with Fiorentina, they needed a, a, a response, right? After the two games that you lose. And I think Italiano, we still, I still believe in him. I think he's one of the, the better young coaches within within the league. Uh, the unfortunate thing is the, the, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Uh, I think that's one of your phrases, but they have no striker to finish. There's nobody up there that's that's going to be able to yeah. score the goal, you know? And, and, and I think uh, Brecolo, which is a transfer signing this year, is, is an amazing signing because he's done so well. He did well with, with Torino, and I think he can add an extra piece. He's another winger. He's another he? winger. That's the only that's thing. A, but, that's a one thing I'm so yeah, confused but about. A lot, the, of the sim- a lot of similar, similar players. Similar players. He it Because to oh, tell man. you the truth, aside from Nico Gonzalez, who hasn't yeah. been consistent enough, everybody else is, is the wingers aren't up good and enough. down, up and but down. quality-wise, he's the best of the bunch, Nico uh, Gonzalez. Nico Gonzalez is the guy that he should be scoring seven goals, five assists he's a season. Right like he should be on top of it. Um, but up top, it's just... He yeah. also needs a striker also to get those no, assists. No, you need though. to be able to. Jovic isn't the player that they expected Jovic, him to be. But I'm sorry, Jovic only had one good season when he was in Frankfurt. He was okay, in, that was an incredible season. Four years ago, okay? Yeah. A- after that, even though he's a Real Madrid player, yeah, he's not going to solve... Real Madrid. Yeah, I understand, tough. but he's easy. not going to solve anything. He yeah. hasn't been able to do anything. He, he, and then Cabral, Cabral coming from a Swiss Cabral. league he did is, good a there, other, is a yeah. whole other league. So it's like... A lot of these times, I've noticed like these teams, they they jump on the player that scores a massive amount of goals. But you got to see the consistency in these players. When the player is able to score fifteen to you know whatever 10, 15 yeah. goals in three, four seasons, then you say, okay, this guy yeah. knows how to find the net. It's a gamble. When a guy comes in and Piontek scores twenty five goals and pam 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 you get <laughs> you get Milan spending all the money. And then nothing ends up Sanabre happening. Sanabria would be a nice low cost oh, option for them. I love him. Sanabria low cost, is yeah. very good. Low cost, yeah, because so he's not really What's playing this? at Torino because he's linked to a move to Lazio. Did he come back from thing. an injury too? Yeah, Recently? but he he's yeah. he's been linked with Lazio in terms of uh, other yeah. places that he could yeah. go. I think he's a low cost option if they could get him last minutes of the Mercato. Mm-hmm. I also want to say Fiorentina's midfield is beautiful. Mm-hmm. They've yeah. got Jack Bonaventura, who good looks mix. like their biggest threat sometimes in goal. They put in Mandragora, who is a great player at Torino. Amrabat is still there. Barak. Barak is it? Barak is spectacular. He's extremely talented. Don't tell player. His name is Stu Gatano. You thought he was going to fall What is his last name? What is his last name? I don't know. I think I heard somebody Stu. But anyway, you hey, funny that you were talking about Peter, about Fiorentina and it's a striker. Every time they get a big strikers, you went to scams and snatched them. Vlaovic was taken away from them. Chiesa was taken away from them. You shouldn't be the one telling that they need the strikers because every time they get a good one, you take a one. Well, listen, I think just to make a point maybe not in January but Atalanta have three strikers Hoyland is the starter yeah. Zapata Muriel maybe return from Muriel but mm. Zapata will be the guy that Fiorentina Zapata, can go Zapata. Yeah, what happened leave. to Zapata man yeah. no, nothing happened the guy Hoyland is amazing five goals man I miss Hoyland. Zapata four in 2023 but even if, if you watch how he plays He's good. He's, He's good. extremely this guy talented. is, is, is Luke, unbelievable also Lukman you forgot you oh, forgot yeah. about Zapata and Muriel they are not the symbols of Atalanta anymore. The no. symbols are Lukman and Hoyland. They're yeah. the future of the club. Yeah. Lukman for me, after Kvaratelia, is the best signing in Serie A. And let me tell you, uh, the sporting director, Sartori, left to Bologna, who I think is one of the better ones. Mm. 
But Tony D'Amico, who's the director of... of he sounds like a guy that owns a, a pizzeria <laughs> in Brooklyn. But he's a director now at Atalanta, and he got Highland and Lukman. <laughs> you know, and, and who did really, Tony? Tony D'Amico. And he was coming from Hellas Verona, who, by the way, you know, sold Simeone. Barak, Simeone, Amrabat, all these top players that he was able to get. Okay. So he's another guy that I think should uh, be on the top of a lot of these yeah, these people, guys are, these guys these are like conversations five year olds. Mom, mom, my yeah. God, yo, I can, you know what? You can, I know, I never went to school with you. I did go to school oh with my you. God. Yeah. I can imagine that. When the teachers were talking in class, yeah. these two little, they were like 13 well, year old girls. I think he was wearing the, you were wearing the dunce hat. Why do you have to be girls? Just like gossiping, you know? My just the one, just, listen, listen. I see you do the same thing. I don't know what time. We're going. You guys are the exact same person. He's reminding me about Stam. We used to play for Enzima. Stam. You remember Stam? You know Stam? <laughs> 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 Miss a little bit of Ludovico. Yeah, we, yeah, seen we had him a couple weeks what, ago. Is he gonna come out now? No, no, no. <laughs> I, think, I think for Ludovico we should sing a song. Yeah, what's the song? Okay. Oh, we know the song. Oi vita, oi vita mia, oi core, visto core, si stata o prima amore, o prima l'ultimo sarai per me. Vitamina, no vitamina. <laughs> <laughs> Nicky, cut it, Nick. 